0: We have a holiday special episode today where we talk all things Christmas from movies to songs to memories and all that. Then we uh, do our standard NFL recap and a little bit of a preview before the NBA Christmas games. So episode 12, here we go. Hello everyone, episode 12 of the Just Saying podcast. It is December 22nd. Uh, We had our last two episodes were uh, two group discussions with a buddy of ours. Now it's just gonna be Sam and I, unfortunately. I know everyone's real bummed out. Um, We actually wanted to, before we get into anything that we were planning on doing today, we should probably jump back and uh, let everyone know. When we recorded with Cole, our buddy uh, last week, we quite literally finished up recording got home uh 10 minutes after i'd gotten home uh, urban meyer was fired on my phone
1: yeah and we were literally joking about
0: it which was the funniest thing like, yeah. oh he's
1: gonna kick a kicker and then get fired instantly yeah. and then of course it happened
0: yeah so that was something we really missed out on our last episode so i guess we're gonna kind of backtrack we should talk about it address it um pretty wild i would say what's even funnier is that after he got fired the Jaguars went from a two-and-a-half-point favorite in the game to a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, so I guess Urban Meyer is a two-point disadvantage to the yeah. team, uh, according to the market at least. And then the Jaguars got smashed. Yeah, I was going to say, unfortunately, <laughs> they still got blown out. So I don't know how much
1: that actually helped. Um, but, yeah, that, that was absolutely wild. Just crazy timing for us. We were just joking about it. And then afterwards, we were just mind-blown that it happened so quickly after yep. that
0: report came out. But Exactly. And so it's uh, – the owner said that he was fired for cause uh, so that he doesn't have to pay him out. There's no sort of uh, – or there at least there shouldn't be some sort of severance. I don't really know how that kind of stuff works all too well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I imagine – this one's probably going to go to court. Uh, it'll be interesting. But what do you think about the, the firing as a whole? Well, we, we had been predicting yeah. it since, what, week
1: two? Or whenever Whenever that whole scandal, him and the bar, happened, we had been really happy be on Cincinnati. him. Cincinnati. Yeah, we had been on him since then. So, I mean – it's not shocking. I'll just put it that way. I'm not surprised at all because he just wasn't getting the job done. He wasn't respected by the players in the locker room. That's just not a winning formula, I guess you could say. So I, I think it was a necessary move that was yeah. either going to happen midseason or after the season, but that's that's what I think.
0: So uh, just to really quick jump off of it, have you seen the, uh, the Doug Peterson to Jacksonville rumblings coming up? I have not. Yeah, Doug Peterson was interviewed, I believe, two days ago talking about how the year off really helped him out and he's ready to get back to coaching. Um, pretty interesting pairing. I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a super bowl winning coach with a, uh, a young talented quarterback who may just be uh, it may be improper to even judge him right now. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's funny too, because
1: it may just be a, a poverty franchise thing. Cause he was also linked to us. Mm. Um, but who aren't we being linked to right now? But the Jags, I, I could
0: see him fitting there, actually. Well, let's let's do this a little impromptu discussion. I know that you have uh, some bias, but we'll, let's try and put our objective hat on as, as hard as possible. Okay. Uh, job openings this summer. Mm-hmm. Let's think about it. So we got Bears for sure. We would think What's Jaguars like, for yeah. sure. Uh-huh. Where else are we going? We got. I mean, the Texans maybe, but we don't even really. How, how do we even consider that? Cowboys maybe. You think Mike McCarthy maybe? Gone? If they're in the playoffs and they lose bad in the wild card round, then I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Um otherwise I would say no. Okay. What else are we thinking? May maybe uh Fangio in Denver? Broncos, yeah. I um, can see that. Uh well, maybe the Raiders need to fill a spot. Raiders, obvious uh-huh. that should be obvious. And then obvious the, the other one would be um uh the, the Vikings if they right. move on from Zimmer. right. right. But let, let's think about this. There's an opening. Let's say Doug Peterson or whoever it is is the most sought after uh a coach on the market. Mm-hmm. Bears, Vikings, Jaguars. Power rank those three as as the most desirable destinations. And, and throw Raiders in there. Let's make it four. Um
1: well throwing Raiders in there, I think that's really interesting because the whole no state income tax thing,
0: um, warmer but weather. Interesting remark uh, interesting comment, but let's think about football. Okay. Strictly, yeah, football, roster just, wise. just yeah. the organization. Yeah. Um, because I agree I mean Gruden went and got 100 million knowing they were going to Vegas yeah exactly pretty pretty easily pretty nice for him uh-huh.
1: um, in terms of how the rosters formed right now I think Jags will be last just because that roster is probably the most underdeveloped as of right now I think they have pieces but not to the caliber that the other teams you mentioned do um,
0: shoot I I so we're just looking at the football team, not really the city not I mean the lure. There there are some intangibles to it, so I can't really rule them all out. So yeah, let's just take it. Let's just let's just study it from a football perspective. Actually. Okay, okay. Make it make it easier.
1: So then I would say probably Vikings won just because I think their mm-hmm. roster is the most complete right now. I think Kirk has been playing amazing. You got a decision to make with Kirk though. That that is true, but I think this year he has kind of all the wrong. Yeah, Career year. Uh huh. Um, so I probably put Vikings one. I, uh, the Bears actually have a lot of young pieces that they can build around Fields, Mooney, our two offensive linemen, and Barm and Jenkins, mm-hmm. um, Roquan. I mean, we'll get to
0: Roquan. Yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> start with me. But uh, um, Khalil Mack will be coming back next year. Yes. I don't know what you expect out of him, but he will be coming back. Well,
1: hopefully, I mean. If we can get him healthy, him and Quinn can kind of yeah. pair off again. Since Quinn had a career year this year, but um, I don't know, that's tough. I'd probably put Bears too, just because they do have a lot of young pieces, um, solid defense um, to kind of build
0: around, and then Justin Fields, obviously. Yeah, I got to imagine some some guys are gushing to get their hands on uh, oh, Fields. Oh yeah, you know absolutely. What I mean? But the, also the same can be said for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, would be my counter to to why you have him last. I, I think I just think the Bears have a more complete roster. Yeah, a hundred percent. The quarterback position, though, is very appealing, especially yeah. if you're hiring an offensive-minded coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I get kind of confused with it. And so, that, would you put Raiders three before? I would I
1: probably put Raiders three. Okay,
0: yeah. the Raiders are interesting to me. I think that they have a they, lot of issues.
1: Yeah, they have a lot of issues, but they also have a, a fairly decent roster. But I think, like the past couple of years, they've drafted
0: very, very poorly. Yeah, I just kind of hurt them. I agree. Also, a couple, couple incidents that. Or a little hard to predict, but also yeah, just character issues. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Okay. I, I like that. And I'll, and to jump off of that with Trevor Lawrence, I just want you to, to hear this. This is since we'll we'll throw week eight in there for his benefit. Uh, week eight when they played Seattle, they lost thirty-one to seven. But he had a touchdown and interception. But since week eight, Trevor Lawrence has two touchdowns, six interceptions, and. A fumble lost.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, I, I'm not going to add up the, the completion percentage in, in the yards, but from a perform- or a production standpoint on that front, interesting.
1: Not very good. But he also, I mean, Marvin Jones was out probably for a stretch in there, if I remember correctly. He was out a
0: couple games, and he also played one of the better games of, of his season. I, maybe – was against the Rams. I don't he's, he was on my fantasy. Uh-huh. I, I don't remember which game it was exactly, but uh they're uh it, it's tough. Do you do you just throw out the numbers for him on this year or how, how do you do it? Because also th- these are numbers that look like Josh Rosen's numbers and that guy never played a, another serious snap again.
1: Um yeah, I I don't think you completely throw him out. Obviously, you have to take into account what he did cuz I think there has been situations where quarterbacks have gone to you know, unfavorable teams, and they've still produced. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you can really lump Kyler in there because the cards weren't the best his rookie year, but he still, you know, worst team in the NFL when when they're right. drafted number one overall. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so I think you take him into account slightly, but you don't, it's not like the end all be all. Like, you're yeah. not gonna be like, oh, he's not the guy because of these numbers. So, I, yeah, it's like half and half, maybe like 75 25, I guess. Yeah.
0: We've just been very early on the, uh, the Trevor Lawrence is, is not the guy mm. uh, train. So, is he a bust? I think it's just fun to doubt the number one pick always. It is. Especially to to a degree, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Some get rallied around more than others, I would oh, say. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, yeah. But let's jump over. Oh, one other thing that we missed, the UFC fights. So, we had UFC 269, which uh, Amanda Nunes uh, finally knocked off. Was it Juliana Pena? Is that mm-hmm. her name? yeah. That was a crazy fight. I We also forgot to mention that sometimes when we record, we feel like we touch everything, and then I get home, and I'm like, how did we miss that?
1: Yeah, I mean, especially when we had our buddy Cole. Like yep. He likes to talk about college football, so we really wanted to center it around that, and we just completely spaced about mm-hmm. the UFC fights that had happened, what, four days prior? Exactly. So it's our bad, but we're covering it really quick now to kind of make sure we touch on
0: it. Uh, Pena was crazy. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. It was pretty interesting... I mean, everyone always kind of gives the same take. Before the Nunes fight, she said that she's going to match her with the aggression, and uh, she really meant it. She she kind of she was throwing, she was taking shots too throughout the the entire first and second round. But she just kept hanging in there. That was really really insane. I'd never even heard of that girl before, so she's she's on the radar now. Yeah, and obviously. to get in round
1: two. Yeah, not like you didn't go the distance with her, like you. Submitted her in round two. That's pretty impressive, especially because Amanda Nunes has been so dominant recently. Exactly. That, like, no one has been able to touch her, basically. Exactly. So, very impressive.
0: Uh, Oliviera, a uh, submission over Poirier. How do you say Poirier. it? Poirier or Poirier? Poirier, Poirier. Okay. yeah. Um, that felt... It felt like it was coming. After that That first round, it seemed like... Uh, Poirier? Poirier? Poirier. Poirier, okay. Uh-huh. Poirier gave it a... He gave it a good run but towards the end of it he was fading and it was pretty clear. He was getting gassed. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. once I went to the ground it seemed like Olivier realized he really did, he, he just unlocked it and and Poirier couldn't really do anything about it. 100% and not to like stereotype or anything but Brazilians usually are really good at jiu-jitsu. Yeah, exactly.
1: That, so like that's kind of I'm sh- I'm not sure if the, his game plan was to kind of work him to the ground mm-hmm. but you know he did a really good job once they they were on the mat and he was able to kind of again submit him so Another good fight, though. 100%. And then, then, of course, Conor McGregor hopped on uh, Twitter to let Poirier know he's a bum, even though he just got beat by him twice, which is so awesome. So Conor.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) On-brand. On-brand response. Very on-brand. O'Malley also won. He had a, uh, was it a first-round knockout? Yeah, O'Malley's been very impressive. His one loss only
1: came because he, like, snapped his leg in, like, the first round and then couldn't move. So he got beat down. But, yeah,
0: he's a very impressive fighter. He is. He's also taken some heat for potentially avoiding the uh, high-end competition. Uh So I kind of hope to see him get a a big fight coming up soon. Uh, Let's see. What do we got coming forward? I know we have UFC 270 is in Ganu Gain. I think it's Gane. Gane? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Ciro Gane or something like that? uh He's really good. Have you watched him fight? I have, yeah. I I think he's 10-0 uh Ganu, obviously if you've watched the UFC that guy lays his hands on you you're pretty much dead.
1: Dude, I saw a clip <laughs> the other day. Um I think it was Dana White was talking about like they measured the force that he produces with his punches and they said like one of them was equal to getting hit with a sledgehammer that comes from over the head right in the chest.
0: That's Like how ridiculous, ridiculous is that? V- very ridiculous. So yeah, here here's the uh the official matchup. It's uh Francis Ngannu versus we're going to say Cyril Gane. We're going to go mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Um Gane is ten and zero, and Gane is sixteen and three, and uh, they're both six four, just about two fifty. Gane is two forty five, and uh, Nganu has the slight reach advantage, mm-hmm. about two inches. I, I kind of want to say I, I think Gane might take this one. He is the number one contender, so this is the, the number one contender versus the champion. Um, I got a lot of respect for Nganu, but I, I, I mean they're they're even. They're both minus one ten on the batting line. It's pretty much a pick 'em. I mean they're both massive. Too. Yeah. They're both, I mean,
1: Francis is 263, Cyril is 247. They're both 6'4". Exactly. So, I mean, Francis might have a little bit of weight on him, but they're virtually the exact same person. They're just massive. So, it should be interesting, because... What are you thinking? uh, it's It's hard not to give it to Francis, just because of what he's done, like, recently especially, but... I could see it going either way. I don't know if Francis has ever fought anyone that like matches his size because they're like if you just yep. look at them, they're both like built pretty
0: similar the The power matchup is going to be pretty remarkable.
1: Yeah, it should be very, very interesting uh, going should be a good fight.
0: I do have a bone to pick with the UFC, and that is they gotta stop putting Greg Hardy on cards. this guy doesn't he just keep he keeps
1: getting knocked out.
0: Well, he got knocked out in his last fight, right also he's just a horrible human being, right so they should not be promoting this guy. If you don't know, look him up. That's why he's out of the NFL. Yeah, not he's a typical uh, Dallas Cowboy pass rusher, just <laughs> a felon. <laughs> um, it, pretty bad stuff. But at any rate, they have him on the main card again. He's fighting some old Russian fighter Olenek, and he'll probably knock him out. But I will not be rooting for it in any way. Yeah, that's my that's my one thing I got to pick <clears throat> with the UFC. But should we? transition to what we got? Where What direction do you want to go? I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you. Yeah, take. so
1: I, today we wanted to kind of get some sports talk out of the way because as Jack mentioned, we're three days away from Christmas at this point, so we wanted to kind of do something different and diverge from our normal kind of sports conversations that we have and do some, like a holiday edition kind of podcast. Um, so we just have a couple little segments to kind of talk about our own holiday experiences, um, our favorite movies, songs, Cookies, etc, just stuff that revolves around the holiday season um
0: so where do you want to start? I feel like we should start with quite honestly, like we were saying before this, I'm not very in tune with the uh the Christmas music I do my mom plays it a lot around yeah. the house, and I know the song when I hear it right don't know the names, but let's get this out of the way okay what's your what are your favorite Christmas songs that so you've heard? similar to Jack I
1: like christmas music my mom plays it all the time i don't know a lot of the the titles um but i just kind of beforehand went through apple music and let the holiday station run and then would take note of the songs that i liked so basically i noticed that virtually anything from the andy williams christmas album such as the most
0: wonderful time of the year that's that's a really really good one that's a great one um don't know why that wasn't on my list that that is i mean there's so many good ones honestly i honestly didn't even know that name when you said it so i'm glad you clarified by by listing a song well yeah i just i (laughs) i kept seeing his face pop up on the holiday station so i had to put him in there but um let me counter you with uh michael buble uh the guy's probably made his entire livelihood off of the christmas season he really has so i'll shout out uh, silent night and it's beginning to look a lot like christmas very very solid songs yeah. also i like I silent night's like, a remake though obviously uh,
1: yeah. yeah i kind of like the slower songs that I every once in a while they're like silent 100%. Night, some of those are good especially kind of the, the background music throughout the house where yeah, it's exactly. not too intense uh-huh. but it's, it's on even if like there aren't words too yeah. just like kind of the melody yeah it's for sure nice um and then my second one i just said run rudolph run it's like i didn't think about that one that that's one's a just one. kind of that's, that's a an old one. school one that's a fun yeah. one it's just kind of wild and, run run uh, yeah exactly yeah. And then I also have um, two kind of joke ones I think you'll find funny, because we used to listen to them all the time. Saint Brick Intro by Gucci Mane that came out in 2016. It was like his holiday Christmas album. If I heard it, I would definitely you know. It. The snow. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So that one's hilarious. And then also this one I thought was the funniest thing when we were like 11, and I used to play it all the time. Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo from South Park has oh. a song. I do. And okay. it's still on my phone to this day. And so holiday classic,
0: of course. Two holiday classics. Yeah. I, you know, the only other ones that I had to, to note is All I Want for Christmas is You, Mar- Mariah Carey's Life. Makes like 500 grand yeah. every Christmas season. And then one song that I really just had to, to say that I truly despise and I can't stand every time it's on is uh, I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas.
1: Okay. I, I could see I hate the one. sound of that song. I could see that one. There's a couple like that. Like, I would say my least favorite is 12 Days of Christmas," just because yeah, of how repetitive yeah, yeah. it is. Like I just I can't.
0: But I I completely understand that. I, I can't. That one's pretty repetitive it. too. In the girl's voice, like no offense to her, but it's awful. It, it's definitely an older lady portraying a younger yeah, kid, exactly. so it's just like kind of awkward. I don't like it at all. <laughs> um, a stat though that I do know randomly from high school that I learned: uh, Bing Crosby's "White Christmas" is mm-hmm. the uh, number one. Selling a Christmas song of all time, really, and at one point was the number one most selling uh, song single of all time, ever, ever. At one is, point, it was dethroned. Is it? Has it been dethroned by Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas"? It has to. Have been. No, no. Uh, it still oh, is
1: as the single. It was yeah. Dethroned. Okay, okay. It
0: still is the most sold uh, Christmas single. It at one point was the most sold single of all time. That's actually pretty wild. I'm gonna look up what the most sold, considering all the different genres. Exactly. I th- I'm going to guess it's like a Michael Jackson song. I was going to say Michael Jackson, maybe
1: maybe Beatles, but probably Michael Jackson. Hmm. Maybe it's God's Plan by okay.
0: Drake. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be pretty upset if that was it. <laughs> All right. We're, we're going to the Guinness World Records site. We're getting official over here. It's still telling me it's Bing Crosby's White Really? Christmas. I want to say that it was dethroned. Maybe I'm lying. But- That's impressive. When
1: was that? Do you know when that song was released? I don't uh, know if you can look it up real quick. I but, will, of course. Because that must have been like 50s or 60s. I'm going to guess 55. Okay.
0: 1942. Wow. Yeah. What a streak. Yep. Almost 100 years now. And if you've been to... Uh, have you been to the Del Mar racetrack in San Diego? As uh, in horse racing? Yeah. I probably have, yeah. So they have uh, the, uh, the racetrack has like a Bing Crosby... Uh, Maybe that's like a club or like a certain mm-hmm. wing of the the racetrack, and I guess he was a huge uh, owner of horses, or maybe okay. he was a huge gambler of horses. So I, right. that's, that's how cool. I learned the fact. Actually, yeah, that's yeah. actually really cool. I was at the racetrack, and it all kind of came together for me. Horse
1: racing is actually very fun. Very fun to watch. Yeah.
0: Those horses are truly remarkable to see live. Oh, dude, yeah, they're they're, very they're impressive machines, animals. Should we go another Christmas segment?
1: Yeah, let's hop into. Do you want to go movies or should we go cookies? Look at cookies! Okay, so I'm, I'm making
0: cookies tonight.
1: Okay, my yeah. mom has been yeah. smashing them out recently. Um, so, how did you set yours up? Are you doing a ranking, or just doing your favorite ones? Or
0: I kind of just did my favorite cookies. Okay. I can do the same. But, like for example, my favorite cookie, like of all time, is the oatmeal raisin. But I excluded it because it's not a holiday cookie. You know yeah, what you I mean? don't eat that during cookies. Exactly. No. Yeah. So, I actually just did the. Uh, as a standard, those Christmas cookies with like the trees in the middle that you just okay. throw that everyone has, but oh, like the Pillsbury ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I completely know what you're talking about. But uh, chocolate chip, yeah. and then the peanut butter ones with the oh, the yeah, big the, chocolate chip yeah, in the middle. The Hershey. Or, I mean the, the, the yeah, case, yeah exactly the big those kiss solid. In the those are my two. Yeah, my mom makes
1: those. She made some the other day. Those are so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I had chocolate chip. I think those are just like the most og cookie the easiest to eat yeah and obviously the most plentiful um and then truthfully I don't mind gingerbread cookies. I like them a lot. I think they're pretty good, actually, especially yeah. if they're done right and if they're moist, And I think they're pretty, pretty
0: good. So, yeah. Stale ones I mean, are horrible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can't really eat them. They're like sour, almost.
1: So, I mean, those are like my two Christmas. I guess you could throw sugar in there because sugar cookies are pretty plentiful during this time, especially like in like a snowflake shape or like a tree a good one. shape, yeah.
0: That's a good one for sure.
1: But other than that, I don't know if there's any other like really Christmassy cookies.
0: Yeah. You I know. Don't... Like
1: mint, like peppermint bark cookies. I've never had those, quite honestly. I don't. I don't think. I think they're pretty tough to make. I don't think my mom's <laughs> ever made them. Usually, my mom sticks to the peanut butter Hershey kiss. And
0: those are so good. And then sugar, uh, and then gingerbread, and she also makes fudge. When you were young, did your uh, did you set out the cookies for Santa? Would there would there be a bite taken out, or would the cookies be gone when you woke up? So, breaking news. I don't know. Yeah. Cover your ears yeah. if you still believe in Santa. Exactly.
1: But. um so I think my dad, as we got older, started eating less and less and, yeah. of the cookies and the milk. Um, and the carrots for the reindeer happened to just stay on the plate. It was crazy.
0: <laughs> the reindeer didn't eat them anymore. Yeah,
1: exactly. So that, I mean, he used to eat the whole thing. But I think as time went on, he just started taking like a bite or yeah. like a half. If he was hungry, how about you?
0: Uh, it would be bites. And the one thing uh, my parents used to do, I remember when we were really young, that was that would over the top convince me is they would get like a... Uh, red pieces and green pieces of felt and like have them stuck Uh, in like our uh our uh chimney uh that's really cool and so i'd run out in the morning and you'd find them like a little up in the chimney and wow my mind was blown for (laughs) for a couple days so shocked yeah did you guys do um reindeer food at all you know i don't think we ever did
1: it's just like my mom would put together like oats and stuff and she'd like sprinkle it out on the lawn i'm sure like the birds ate
0: it because we would always go out there and be like where is it (laughs) Because there's no way that you go up and pick up yeah. each individual piece. Your your mom sounds a little more thoughtful for the reindeer. My, I don't think my family was considering the uh, the reindeer's health. We're very environmentally friendly <laughs> over here. We want to protect the animals. Yeah, we didn't really. You know, when I was young, I should have put that one together that we weren't really helping out the reindeer. I mean, they work hard too, yeah, right? Exactly. They, they deserve a snack. They're working like Amazon shifts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. should have put that one together. Should we break it or wait, do we... Do we list all of our cookies? We did list all the cookies. Okay. Yeah. Let's break it up and do a one NFL thing. Okay. Um, I feel it's only right. I got to address the Cardinals. Got smashed by the, the uh, Lions. Was pretty horrific to watch. Just want to say, wow. Yeah. Uh, very humbling.
1: I uh, hadn't been watching that game. I don't remember which game that I had on, but I remember looking on Bleacher Report and going to the scores and seeing the cards
0: down, what, 17-0? Uh, we or- were down 10-0, I want to say, and then it was 10-3, and it might have been gone to 17-3. 17th. Okay. Oh, no, it was 17-0, you're right, I'm sorry. And then it went to 17-3. Yeah,
1: I saw 17-0, and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. What am I seeing right now? I was very, very, very confused. Um, but so, as we have previously mentioned, my uncle, huge Lions fan, he sent me a statistic after the game. I don't know if you've heard this one. A hundred yard rusher on? No. He okay. said so, so basically it says, How insane is the Lions win over the Cardinals? It is the first time in NFL history a team with one win or fewer beat a ten plus win team by double digits. It's crazy. Which I mean, to kind of put it in perspective, hundred hundred two years of the NFL,
0: and that's the first time it's happened. That's pretty, pretty wild. But I, I will mean, I will follow it up with another stat just because but that's a, it has the exact same uh, context to it. Mm-hmm. Give me one second to continue with your thought. and then I was just
1: going to say, with that being said, I don't think I'm very worried about the Cardinals. Oh, I am.
0: I'm, I certainly am.
1: But we have talked about it. The last three games aren't very favorable. You don't really have like a cupcake, like a huge cupcake. I mean, the Seahawks could be kind of potentially viewed as that, but they put up a good fight against the Rams.
0: Yeah, and the, the scary thing with the Seahawks is they're starting to uh, – I mean, Russell Wilson seems to start starting to get more comfortable. He did not play well, particularly last night. Although the uh, the calls at the the pass interference call was particularly horrible. Um, here, sorry, I just found the stat, and then I'll jump back to the Seahawks. But pretty much in the same context, the uh, the ten and three Cardinals lost to the one eleven and one Lions. This is the third time since nineteen seventy that a team with the NFL's worst record beat a team with the the best record, uh, including tied records, minimum of eight games. Uh, the previous two teams to lose were the 1995 Cowboys and the 2004 Patriots, who both went on to win the Super Bowl. Pretty, very random stat. That's such like stat. that's like a LeBron James ESPN stat that, where it's that's like,
1: like so specific. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's crazy.
0: Just wanted to follow that one up. Pretty funny. I looked back at uh, both teams' schedules though, and they were kind of one-off losses as to where the the Cardinals have been struggling this past couple of uh, these past couple of weeks since Kyler has returned from his uh, his ankle sprain, but. I will say, worried about the run defense. It's very bad. It's clear that JJ Watt was the most important player on that defensive uh, front seven. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have ever doubted that. Uh, Chandler Jones has been a non factor for the most part in these past couple games. Our pass rush was supposed to be great, it's been ex- non existent these past couple weeks as well. So, I mean, the, the thing that made the Cardinals' defense great earlier on. When we, I mean, we had a crazy gauntlet of, of running backs to start. We, you know, we played Derrick Henry week one, and then Derrick we went Henry. right into Dalvin Cook week two. Um, the thing that made us great was our pass rush could alleviate pressure for our secondary, right? And we could get off the field because right. we had them on. Th- we had them at third and six, third and seven, third and eight. Mm-hmm. You know, when when a team can just run for five or six yards on first down and immediately get to second and four, second and five, you're really in an Unfavorable position, I would say, as a uh, for, for leverage wise, you know what I mean. So, big issue. It's even bigger of an issue playing the best running back in the NFL right now. Come, say, this
1: Saturday, yeah, the Colts. Not not a great game to see right off of that loss, but
0: yeah, a hundred percent. So, uh, I'm worried in the sense that you know the Cardinals had a little bit of a a fall down at the end of last year, and they've acknowledged it like. Particularly uh, Chase Edmonds brought it up how like you know he remembers falling falling apart last year and he doesn't want to let that happen. But I really need them to prove it before I can uh, can get back on the uh, thinking that they're a legitimate contender. You know what I mean? All you need is that one win. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I just think that well, you need the momentum going into the playoffs as well. Yeah, you well, two things. You don't want to be playing your worst football in December as a, a blanket statement. Very true. But to Going the opposite of that, you also don't want to be playing your best football right the second, mm-hmm. because that's a bad sign that mm-hmm. you're, you're peaking right it's now. You know, totally, yeah. Uh So I've I've been on both sides of the equation with the Cardinals. I mean, I've had season seasons where the Cardinals were seven and zero, six and zero, and you know, I mean, in some instances, Carson Palmer tore his ACL, and then we like limped to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then I've had seasons where we peaked in december and then we got plastered in the nfc championship by the panthers so it cuts both ways it's it's a slippery slope you know what i mean most definitely yeah uh had to get that one off no yeah no worries that was a huge rant and i've talked way too much so i'm sure everyone's tired of my
1: voice the frustration about that i i completely understand especially because the Lions have been perceived as the worst team the entire Season I so don't far. think they are. I really, I really don't, I really think, they don't are. think they are either. To be completely honest with you, I'm, I'm telling you they are not. They have lost a couple very, very, co- a, a lot of very, yeah. very close games. Actually, not just a couple, especially uh, earlier on in the season.
0: I would point to the Jaguars and maybe the Texans before I point Texans. to the, the yeah. Lions. Uh-huh. I think that uh, it's just because
1: Lions couldn't pick up a win. Yeah, and that's why people were saying they were the worst. But I think
0: they just ran into ran into some tough situations and some tough teams early. Yep. Yeah, but every given, every given Sunday, that's literally given Sunday, the definition of it. I'm very, very excited though, at the same time, because I was talking to my brother about this. Uh like when you have this kind of pressure, you really get to see like the kind of players you have. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good weeding out process, I would say. For so, next
1: year's signings and that kind of stuff.
0: And just like in general. I would rather know that someone in who's on my roster who I consider to be like a, a cornerstone of my franchise or of the franchise, whatever it is. If he's going to fold under pressure now, then I would rather know that now. Or if he's going to back away from it now mm-hmm. and, and fold, I would rather know it now before I know it down the road when yeah, I'm fully exactly. invested in this guy. Yeah, completely understand that. Contractually and, and emotionally and everything else. No, yeah, 100%. You do to get emotionally invested. So it's exciting. it's exciting. It's exciting. Got to win one game to clinch the playoffs. I mean, you Which, just got to win one. Very doable. You get three yeah. more. Three more yeah. chances. Just got to win one. With the 17-week uh, season. You did bring it up uh, Russell Wilson and and the Seahawks kind of getting it together, and I and I touched on it too. There were a couple throws that Russ made that were pretty horrendous uh, last night, particularly to DK Metcalf. He had, I think, two, bo- both on like one on the left, one on the right, where he just absolutely burned Ramsey, mm-hmm. flying by him with his hand up, and the ball was severely underthrown.
1: The one I the one I can think of is when he was running um, a corner route and rams barely got his yep. fingers on it and he was wide open if he, that would have been an inch or two yep. higher i mean dk
0: metcalf might have scored a touchdown 100 so, percent. so that was a little bizarre uh it seemed because it's like russ is a cannon you know what i mean or you, yeah, exactly. you knew him to have one so it seemed weird to see a lack of arm strength on that front do you think that has to do with his thumb and the surgery In the back finger, yeah maybe it, it very well could but this is, I think it's past the timeline of where it was initially said that his finger was supposed to be healed. Mm, but That's also very true. I'm not a doctor, so who knows? Yeah, who knows? But at the same time, on the other side of the ball, did you see Matt, Matt Stafford's pick throwing to Cooper Cup in the end zone? Yeah. I don't know what he was doing.
1: Well, he's been proving that he has about one of those in him every single game. Yeah. At least, at least what, the past five games? On their little, their little slide down.
0: Um, I thought the game was... Kind of BS though. I gotta say, I thought the uh, the pass interference no call was ridiculous, and the Seahawks probably would have had a pretty good shot to uh, score and make that one interesting. So, I will say horrible refing, and it always seems to go in favor of a handful of teams.
1: Officiating a- has been very spotty recently. I don't know, yeah. like, if that's just because
0: the Rams like, get bailed out again. Well, yeah. There's, I feel <laughs> like
1: it happens. Like the the better teams get the more or the most calls mm-hmm. and the worst teams kind of just have to suffer like my bears. Unfortunately, I have to watch bad officiating about every single week, but you know, if you're the Packers, you and the rest are just best friends out there. And Aaron Rodgers seriously doing Lambo leaves. Yeah, exactly. It's just ridiculous. But yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's up with that. I wonder if it's just because we're so like, they're just under so much scrutiny that we just notice it more. Mm. Or if like, I mean, what what do you think the case is with when it comes to that?
0: In terms of specific teams getting the it
1: just, I feel like all refing has been pretty bad recently. Yeah, I mean, it's gotta be tough to be a ref. Let me just yeah, it,
0: hundred, it's one of the toughest jobs for sure, and I feel like it's said almost every season. You never hear, oh, the ref refing has been great. This yeah, year. You know yeah, I mean? very true, very true. So on that front, I would, I just think there's so many issues that they haven't not really con- concretely okay yeah. uh, established. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Catching the ball, what's what's a catch? It's been an issue for twenty years. You know, pass interference, such such a subjective call. It makes no sense that there's no like sky judge that's basically just that's pass interference. That's not. It's it's this. It's that simple. Um, And now with the taunting thing. Yeah, and I also don't really understand why when a call is made and the refs huddle that they just can't be in New York watching it in the 20 seconds before the call is made and make sure the call is made right. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, because, I mean, you get the the analyst on, and he says it right basically every single time for the most part, and I always agree with him. So you would wonder, and then they'll a lot of the times not go the same way that he um, viewed it, which is very frustrating for fans a lot of the time. So it's just odd that they can't have somebody like that in their ear telling them, okay, this is what we've all discussed here. That's what the call is.
0: Yeah, there's a lot That's of flaws. Right. I mean, it was it was really dumb for the the no the no pass interference call, and then to call the uh, the 15 yard penalty for kicking the ball out of frustration. It's like just get the original call right. Yeah, you know, you know right. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Don't make this. You know, don't make this. I mean, they decided the game right there. They gave yeah. the the ball to the Rams in field goal territory, and they hit. And of course, Matt Gay is going to hit the field goal. He's like the best kicker in the NFL this year. Yeah. Um, at any rate, whatever. I just want to read you a random fact that might hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. You kind of did it to me. I'm going to do it to you. Uh, This is kind of a shout-out to your uncle as well. Random fact, over the past 10 years, the Lions have made the playoffs more times than the Bears.
1: I actually think I saw that today, but it was presented in a different way. It showed all the teams that we had more than, which was only like four. Mm. And it was like, oh, the company you keep. So basically, yeah, we're kind of a – for the past 10, 20 years, we've been a bottom-tier organization, unfortunately. Actually, that's not true. We've had we've had our good years, but the bad years have been very, very bad. Yeah. And we haven't had enough of the good years. And it all starts at the top with the management, unfortunately, and, you know, um, Ted Phillips and the Kaskies. I I I don't know. It just all needs to kind of get blown up if we want to kind of have a reset, um, since we do have, hopefully, a franchise quarterback now, or who's definitely perceived to be. Otherwise. I
0: really, really like Fields.
1: I, I mean, I do as well, so <laughs> hopefully he kind of... Gets it going. He just definitely has a fumbling issue, which worries me. But other than that, he He's plays. He plays pretty solid. Yeah, He's that's, so that's an easy fix.
0: Also, the the, bear, the Bears have a true deficiency of, of uh, skill position talent to surround him with. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, Alan Robinson doesn't even want to play. Yeah, yeah I mean David Montgomery's great, but like he needs a real line to run he behind. The line for sure needs to get filled out. He makes plays out of nothing.
1: Yeah. Well yeah, he's he's really good at um almost like Javante Williams, just taking that hit and then keep pushing and mm-hmm. he does it very well. He's just very uh he's a very, very tough runner. But I mean, so we have uh why am I spacing on his name? No, Darnell Mooney, who I think has the most drops in the NFC this year. Um, not helping Fields out. Uh, Allen Robinson's not playing, obviously. I like Mooney, though. I do like Mooney. I think he's like he's had, I think, three or four games this year where he's had over 120 yards receiving. So I think that's a really good sign, mm-hmm. um, especially with a very bad line. Um, but, I mean, we have, like I was saying earlier, we have pieces we can build around. It's just we got to start it the top get management right get the coach right so that way it can slowly progress and build and that way we can maybe look like the cards or like another
0: team that's kind of just done it slow and just got it right 100 percent.
1: unfortunate though
0: you think it's going to be a clean house this offseason though um what's your prediction as of this week i know pace and aggie will both be gone i'm pretty sure
1: i don't know about um upper management with like ted phillips and the McCaskies, because I think one of them's like the head of football operations or something. But, yeah, I, I don't know about them, but I for sure know that Nagy and Pace will definitely be gone, which that will be good for us, I
0: think. Uh, yeah, it's probably for the best. Yeah. For the league, too. Definitely a fresh start. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I, dude, that's why I don't understand why they kept putting us on freaking primetime games, like back-to-back yeah. weeks. Like, why would you do that? Like, the, we because want people want game. to watch the Bears. Well, I know. We are a good, like – historically a pretty revered franchise, I think. Big like, market, too. Huge market, yeah. yeah. And that's what's so unfortunate. We have like, a great fan base, huge market, just like a ton of fans in general, and we're just so bad. So frustrating as a fan, frustrating to watch players like Clomac and um, also like Roquan. He's still young, but like I guess specifically Clomac get his career wasted a little bit since they can't pick up wins besides that for
0: first season he was there. Yeah, I... I know what you mean, a hundred percent. That's never, it's never what you want. Mm-hmm. It's also, I guess, I can kind of relate in a way because it's, it's like the uh, the Cardinals finally got their uh, long term plans in order and, and got it together, and unfortunately, that was a couple years past. Chandler Jones uh, penciled in seventeen sacks years. So you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now he's uh, he's not going to be returning this off season. I will, I will pretty confidently predict that as of right now. And uh, I really wish. Uh, he was. I really wish we saw a little bit more of the the prime Chandler Jones, even just flashes of it, because I think alongside JJ, even when he comes back, it'd be a pretty special duo. And it's just it's just been missing. Yeah, I wonder if that's just a product of him having so many injuries recently. Yeah, because I mean,
1: he did have he got COVID everyone...
0: twice, tore his bicep, and uh, there's one more. I know, and think it might have been an ankle thing or a foot oh, okay. thing, but. I mean,
1: that first game looked very, very, very promising with the five yeah. sacks, but he just hasn't... Does he have a sack since?
0: Yeah, he has, I think, four and a half since then. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so he has nine and a half on the season, but if you start week one with five, you should have more than nine and a yeah, half most at definitely. the end. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. It's mm. tough. It is tough. tough. What do you think about uh, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday football? Kind of wild. Kind of like it, especially with... I mean, it's
1: always nice to turn on a football game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, they got to get the COVID thing figured out. Very right? yeah. obviously, that goes for all of the sports leagues. Um, but it, I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It wasn't too bad. Besides the fact that they played both games last night at the same time,
0: which doesn't make much sense, and you couldn't get the other one on the TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So It just depended on your market you were in. So stupid. Yeah, that was really dumb. For them. they were both on Fox, I think. At least we got the Minnesota better States. game though. Yeah, you when know, the West Coast. I wanted to watch that game anyways, but yeah, it's it kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. All right, let's change pace a little bit. Christmas movies? Let's go Christmas movies. All right. How did you, did you do a top five? I did do a top five. <laughs> I had an
1: honorable mention as well. Okay. I don't have an honorable mention, but, um, I, I
0: can put one in there just off the top of my head. All right. Would you, should we go backwards or start at one? Let's go backwards. Okay. All right. My honorable mention was for Christmases. That's so crazy. Cause I literally just typed that. That's an amazing. Yeah. Movie. That one's pretty funny. It's that one's super very, funny. very good. uh, uh is it vince vaughn vince vaughn, yeah, yeah. vince vaughn is hilarious in that
1: yeah that, that's a really really funny movie and like the parents are just also bipolar, or not bipolar just polar opposites yeah and it's just yeah that's a very chaotic movie but
0: a very funny movie and we when he's like joseph singing at the play did my favorite one is when he goes to his mom's house and his uh best friend from grade school is his mom's husband dating, or like yeah, dating
1: yeah him. oh he's like what's wrong man can not <laughs> talk to me
0: that would be the most frustrating
1: dude yeah. there's no way i could even go he's like that. we were friends yeah <laughs> dude oh, uh good, very
0: good movie super good movie underrated movie too i'm glad that we both kind of thought of that one put it in there to but mention also it. the scene where they're doing the at the mom's house and they're doing the couples game where they're naming all the things and the uh, uh, Vince Vaughn's brother and his wife are just nailing everything and they can't get anything. Like, right. Without even
1: saying any words. There's yeah. like picking
0: up. The, yeah. And then, yeah. of course, that like puts the doubt
1: in uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. That's who it yeah, is. Yeah, She's yeah. all freaking out. Yeah, Hilarious. Such a, such a good movie. Great
0: movie. Great movie. All right. What was your five? So my five is a little different.
1: I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's my dad's favorite Christmas movie. It's super, super old. Um, it's A Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, I got to look up when it was filmed, um, 1946, basically the premise is um, this guy, super frustrated at life, um, and like, it's like the whole angel situation, he gets like thrown into a different world where he never met his wife, and he didn't get married, and blah, 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 and so, he just kind of finds his way back to happiness, and then gets reunited with his family, and it sounds it's like a wholesome one. It's very, very wholesome, it's all, it's, I don't know, I just, Jeez. that's, I don't like very many old movies, but that's that's a pretty good old Christmas movie. But it is under some fire right now. Really, for some um, sexism,
0: I okay. believe. Because, Wait, what's it called again? Uh, it's, it's a, a wonderful, wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Okay, Might have to put yeah. that one on the list. Not it, for that reason. <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't
1: know. But it, it's pretty good. You have to, you have to watch it. It's kind of, it's two hours ten minutes. It is a
0: long old movie. Usually, oh, wow. old movies are relatively short. Um, yes. Okay. Gotcha yes, my number five, uh, I assume you've seen it. Christmas with the cranks. So funny you said that's my four, okay. I used to watch it all the time. yeah that's an amazing movie. I'm glad we're, we're gonna have a l- probably a lot of similarities uh-huh. so yeah, that was my number five uh, fantastic movie.
1: The be- I-, I think one of the funniest scenes is when they get the uh, the Botox in their face. And he's trying to eat the the, little, like... The the dried
0: uh, tangerines or whatever, the mangoes or whatever. uh it's just, like, falling out of his (laughs) mouth
1: constantly. So
0: great. Um, I would say my favorite scene... I haven't watched that one in a while, though. I I haven't watched that one in a while, but... The... The scene in the grocery store for the honey ham is just hilarious because it's, like... I could also just see, like, two old ladies battling it out for a ham. So that was really good. You could probably go on Twitter and find the video Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um yeah the spray tan is pretty hilarious too in the mall nonetheless yeah <laughs> uh, great, great movie super right. good movie what was your your four was Christmas with the Cranks okay. my four was Christmas with the Cranks my four a little uh, a little offbeat for your typical Christmas movie but a bad Santa have you ever seen it that one's also Vince Vaughn huh is I, that one with Vince Vaughn no Van? no it's uh, uh what's his name Billy Ray uh, oh Billy Bob Thornton is that his name Billy Bob Thornton yep Billy Bob Thornton uh Definitely not your family Christmas movie.
1: Oh, I don't think I've seen that one.
0: Please do not watch it with your family or your kids. I will not. (laughs) Uh, Very, very funny movie. And they made a second one that came out a couple years ago. That was pretty good. But the original came out in 2003. Um, Hilarious. You've probably seen the kid from a couple memes. There's this little chubby white kid in the movie that, like, falls around. Billy Bob Thornton. And he's so funny, bro. I
1: I can't recall I've ever even... I've heard of it for sure, and I've seen, like, I just looked up, like, the movie Art. Yeah. I've definitely seen it before.
0: Yeah, with, just, with a little elf? Yeah, 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 yeah. My parents are probably just coddling me. Yeah, you don't want to watch that one with, your, with the family, but great movie.
1: The one that I was thinking about, though, I don't know if you've seen it. It's not on my list, but Fred Claus with Vince Wait, Long. I for
0: sure heard that. He, like, see that. he
1: becomes Santa, and he's all
0: pissed off at the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah okay, yeah. I've seen this. Yeah, that, yeah. that
1: one's also pretty good. I completely forgot about it, but that's not on my list. But I, I, I think, think
0: I have this on DVD.
1: Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to go watch uh Bad Santa though. That
0: that's something you got to watch. And maybe the second one. Is it on easy. par with Bad Grandpa? Bad Grandpa. <laughs> the one that uh, Is that the, the Johnny Knoxville? Yeah, movie? the Johnny Knoxville. Little different vibe. Okay. Uh imagine if Santa Claus, the guy who goes to the malls for to dress up as Santa, chain smokes cigarettes and is like a raging alcoholic. Okay. Yeah. That sounds fun. It's it's very good. Yeah. Okay. What well, we was it? Should I start with 3 or you want to start? Go ahead. You got it. All right. I uh I didn't want to, to decide between versions, so I kind of just threw Home Alone there oh, and, okay. just, and just said that. But I do love the second, but I would say the first is probably better just because it's like Home Alone, the, the original. I, um, so just to go off that, Home Alone is my one. That's, that's,
1: that is my favorite Christmas movie yeah. um, just because it's kind of just hilarious that he's abusing these two older men mm-hmm. just like so easily. And Marv is so funny because mm-hmm. he's so dumb. Um, fun fact. So Macaulay Culkin, mm-hmm. Macaulay Culkin, for the first movie, made I think like something like seventy-five grand, like something so low. Maybe that's maybe I'm way lowballing it, but I know for the second movie he made like four and a half million dollars. What was he like twelve? Yeah, you must have been like. at that point which is
0: so insane to think about like huge huge pay increase very Um, insane uh if you don't know i don't know if you're watching or i think we talked about this the the show succession that is very popular on hbo max a lot of people don't know that uh macaulay culkin's brother kieran culkin plays one of the star oh that's interesting plays one of the yeah one of the star roles but a lot of people have no idea and they and he's a really hilarious character in the show so i huh. just want to throw that out there uh just looked it up by the way 110 grand for the first one. Second one he made four and a half million
1: it's a big it's a big jump yeah super super big jump uh um, so that is my number one so once we get to that we don't have to talk about me but home alone fantastic do you like the second one you know to be completely honest with you, i haven't watched it all the way through okay ever the new but the, the, the first one yeah i know about it and i know like the whole premise he gets lost again on the yeah. plane and like ends up in new york and is like saying at...
0: actually you know what? i think i have with the pigeon lady,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, I have hundred percent because yeah. then he like charges his dad's credit card. Yeah, and he's yeah. staying at the really nice hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that one's actually pretty good too. It, now that I think about it, I think my mom's watching it right now. Oh, really? Yeah, that's awesome. But the first one's just so classic for me, so that that's why it's my number one. Um, but my number three is the uh, Jim Carrey Grinch. Great, great, great movie. Um, pretty standard. Definitely, yeah. It's super not like basic, but like mm. very. We watch it
0: every single holiday. I feel like that's a uh, that, that's like a grade school the week before Christmas. Like one of your oh, teachers like just throws, throws that on like wheels in the, the TV. Yeah. And that and Polar Express. It was like yeah. one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also a movie. I feel like you watch
1: back as an adult and you catch like little jokes that Jim yeah. Carrey just kind of thrown in there. So very
0: funny movie. I enjoy it. That was your two. Or that's two? my three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think we might have the same two. Is it Elf? It is Elf. Okay. Yeah. I mean. All time.
1: You, you I almost put it
0: at 1 almost. Put it uh, at one. Yeah. I,
1: the only reason I didn't is just cuz like I don't know, maybe cuz I've watched it too many times that yeah. I haven't watched Home Alone enough or as at the same amount, but
0: I mean, it's it's an every year movie.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, multi-time. Uh every single Christmas holiday. So, that one's good. Will Ferrell's obviously amazing in it. I'm so glad he declined Elf 2 cuz that would have just completely ruined it. Yeah. 100%. Um,
0: I'm kind of surprised that you don't have my one. But it's Christmas vacation. Have you seen it? Christmas Which Christmas. Heavy Chase? It's from the eighties. Okay, I know exactly what movie you're talking about. And he's a Bears fan in the movie, right? He, I think they are in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they're they're all wearing Bears. I've never seen it. Though. Let me tell you, you should watch that with your family tonight. That is a family friendly movie and outrageously funny. I think it's on HBO Max. Oh, okay. Outrageously funny, very good. After you watch it, we can, we'll can we analyze it a little bit. There's a couple scenes that are way too funny.
1: Yeah, dude. I, I actually have never,
0: ever watched that, I don't think. You, you got to watch it. I don't
1: know why that's not part of my family's rotation. It's only an hour actually, 40. Actually, a lot of people talk about it, too. Yeah,
0: only an hour 40 minutes. Not too long. Very, very funny movie. The... The opening scene, like, he's going with his family. To, they're going to chop down a Christmas tree by themselves as a family. Uh-huh. Just imagine that. Like, just imagine your family driving out into the forest to go chop down a Christmas tree. Do they get stuck in the snow? No, just so, like, just imagine that scene. Just, I don't think that would ever happen. Yeah, it's just nothing you want to do. But at any rate, please watch. We'll talk about it next episode. Okay, for sure. It's so that good. was my one. And then my one was someone Yeah. So... Kind of covered those.
1: I mean, can't go wrong with Christmas movies. I'm sure there's a ton of good ones that we didn't cover. Um, I need
0: to get on it. I need to start watching a bunch. I know. Last nice couple days, my
1: sister's been kind of throwing on. Um, you ever watched like just like the Santa Claus ones with uh, Tim Allen when he becomes Santa Claus? I don't think so. Those are. I'll sh- I'll show you some fan art or not fan art, but the uh, movie art. Um, they there's like four of them. Uh, the first one's pretty good, so, like, and then there's like a Santa versus like, who's like the the um, the ice guy, Jack Frost. There's like one of those.
0: Like, really? Like, oh, okay. I for sure have seen bits and pieces of these. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I need to uh, I need to get into that one. Expand my expand my Christmas. They're,
1: they're not the best, but they're also just like. Something to throw on if you're just kind of doing something and you watch it in passing.
0: Hundred percent. Should we uh, should we do some predictions for this upcoming week?
1: Yeah, let me actually quickly go grab my notebook because I do not have it on me. All right, um, we're so gonna... Jack. We'll keep you busy.
0: We'll cut it here. Actually, we'll jump okay. right back in. All right, we're back. So we have a game. Is today Wednesday. Oh today wow! Is Wednesday? Yes. Time creeps up on you. Mm-hmm. So we got a game tomorrow. And then we got Saturday ball, two games on Christmas. Unfortunately, we got the the cards playing on Christmas. So and here, then here's Saturday. what I'll say really
1: quick. Sorry to cut you off. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy football on Christmas.
0: I'm really not. I feel like it takes away from the NBA's day. It like, does. And also, I, I got another reason. Uh, I really don't want to watch that, like, that high stakes of a game. With my family over.
1: Uh, yeah, as you're just trying to chill and like relax all you day. Know what I mean? Extended family, too. I don't want to be rude. I yeah. might be, because <laughs> I'm mad. I don't want to be. Well, hopefully, hopefully you uh, beat the Colts. You'll be in a very, very good mood yeah. for the rest of the week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of football going on, similar to last week, as Jack just mentioned. So it was tough, Thursday, tough. Saturday, Sunday, and then obviously a Monday night game. Yeah.
0: So let's get into the predictions. Let's get it. Thursday night game. Niners at Titans. I got the Titans in this one. I The Niners am- have been playing really well and they're and people are saying they're real scary. I, I uh I'm curious to see this matchup. I think you're probably right. I'm gonna go Niners though. I'm gonna ride that train. Yeah, I, I I get it. My one thing, if Julio can come back, and I know he I think he's been out of practice both days, and is AJ Brown on the IR? Or am I tripping? I don't think he is. No, he's not. I'm. No. I'm. T- no, wait. He is actually. I think. Is he? Yeah, he is. Uh, he might play this okay. upcoming week. He he might play. Okay. So I'm curious to see that because I think that the one big glaring weakness with the the Niners is their secondary. Mm-hmm. And so I even we were, I was talking to Carl this morning, and he was saying, uh, talking pretty much about how the Niners are one of the scarier teams coming into the playoffs. And I just think that. Their secondary could be a real issue for them in these playoff-type games. Mm-hmm. They they could win this game easily, but I'm just talking, you know, when they get in the wild card and they got to play a, a, a real quarterback, if they do, that that's the, the one thing I'd be worried about as a Niners fan. you percent I mean? Yeah. No, I completely agree because they had all those injuries really, really, early on, which has left them kind of yeah. struggling in that area. But their pass rush has made up for the deficiencies very, very well in these past couple of weeks. Yeah. Bosa's playing out of his mind and – uh um what's his name Uh, is it DeForest Buckner no he's on the Colts Uh, uh, hold on let me look I think I know who you're talking about but I can't place the name yeah why can't I think of it Uh, the big pass rusher up front what's his name Um,
1: Eric Armstead yep there you go or Samson Ibercom he's also good too
0: right, that's my thoughts so I'm going Titans
1: okay um Pretty hot, back. Okay,
0: so next game is Browns at Packers. I really want the Browns to win this one, but I think the Packers ultimately will, and I'm going to hope that I mess up that pick. I'm also going Packers. They've been pretty hot this this year so far,
1: so we'll see. But, yeah, I would love just being a Bears fan the Packers to lose. That would be great.
0: I actually, scratch that. I'm going Browns. Oh. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm going Browns. I don't know how they lost to the Raiders. That was such a gross game. That was a very gross game. I'm happy to see the Raiders still in the hunt. That would have eliminated them from from uh, playoff contention. But expect the Browns to run down the Packers throughout this this upcoming weekend if if COVID allows them to, because their team has been very banged up with yeah, COVID. Absolutely. I don't even know if you can say banged up. They've just been on the COVID list. They've been yeah, yeah. Been getting torn apart. But yeah. Um, Colts at Cards. <laughs> You got to go cards, right? You've gone cards every single week. I was just going to say, I've gone cards every single week. And you know what? I think the Colts are going to win this game. I also
1: agree with you just because about your point about your run defense. Yeah. And
0: their offensive line is so good. I would love to be proved wrong. But for the first time this season, I'm going to pick against the Cardinals. And I very, very much hope they prove me wrong. I think that they need to prove everyone wrong. For your sake, I hope so
1: too. Yeah, because they need to they need to get off that slippery slope and start trending back upwards right before the
0: playoffs. Exactly. Um, Giants at Eagles. Giants in Philly. Games. I'm going Eagles. Yeah, I'll probably go Eagles. The Eagles had a pretty good win last night. I was pretty impressed, the, especially that they overcame the uh, interception and the fumble that happened pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're down what 10-0. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Rams at Vikings. Kind of an interesting game. I'm gonna go Vikings. Okay, I'm gonna go Rams. If it was outdoors in Minnesota, I would go Vikings, Mm -hmm. but because they play in a dome,
0: Uh, Dalvin Cook. I'm pretty sure he had his matched his career high last week. No, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, he played us. Yeah, yeah. We we always have a a thing about shutting him down. That's right. It was Very against the Steelers. Yeah. He had 205 yards, which was, matched his career high. Yeah, huge. Uh, I think he might run all, all over the Rams. I don't know if you saw, but uh, DJ Dallas was smashing through holes mm-hmm. on, on first and second down. Uh, that's something to watch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know much about their run defense, but you would think with that D-line that they should be somewhat
0: decent. I mean, all you need to know is Aaron Donald. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Bill's at Pat's. This is a really interesting one, and I think the the Cole Beasley being out hurts them more than than people think. Kind of a little uh, ironic twist to the uh, to the season for Beasley. I'm gonna go Bills.
1: Uh, I wanna. I think I'm gonna second that. It's the rematch, mm-hmm. and hopefully, there's not gonna be like 50 mile an hour winds in the snowstorm this game. Um, that would be ideal for both teams. Uh next game is Bucks at Panthers. Uh, I got Bucks. Yeah, I'm also going to go Bucks even though they had a very very terrible game this past Sunday and Tom Brady broke a tablet. That was Which by the way, uh Gardner Johnson is going to replace it for him. Great guy. Fantastic. Did you see that tweet? No. He tweeted at Microsoft. Oh, like, oh, the, the yeah. corner of the Saints corner yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Yeah, my my friend needs a new tablet." <laughs> I, I did see that actually. So great um jags
0: at jets ugly ugly game around the holidays yeah i don't know why they do that to us come on uh the battle of one versus two i'm gonna go jets i think they're probably a better team marge i think the jags might be the worst team here in the nfl i agree with you uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go jags i say they rally after, the, like, after
1: that loss, after the loss, and now they're like it's like official that Urban's out, and they have some time. They've had some a new time chapter. to process it. Yeah, yeah. And they have some time to get rid of it. So I, I'm going to go Jags, and I think um, their running back, whose name I'm space right now, is going to have a big day.
0: Uh, James Robinson. Yeah, because he's actually allowed to play now that Urban's gone. That, that is always good when when you allow one of your best players to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lions at Falcons. See, so I could see the Lions winning that one. I could too, but I feel like. This is where the Falcons stomp on the Lions and everyone looks at the Cardinals like, how? <laughs> so you're going Falcons? I'm going to go Falcons. Okay. Um. I'll go Lions. I, I'm not very
1: confident in that because I feel like Cordero could have like a massive game. Mm-hmm. But, you know. I've,
0: very true. I've, yeah. Nothing else to say. Uh, Chargers at Texans. I got Chargers. Me as well. Don't really feel like explaining that one.
1: Yeah, I think Justin Herbert's going to have himself a day, probably. Uh, very likely.
0: Yeah. Ravens at Bengals. battle of eight and six teams. This is a tough one. Lamar's probably not going to play. It seems like. I don't think he practiced again today. I'm going to go... Huntley's not bad, though. He's not bad. He's a very, very good backup. The Bengals should win this game. But I'm going to go Ravens. Okay. I... I'm gonna go Bengals.
1: I I don't know. They're pretty beat up too, the Ravens
0: just as a whole. Mm-hmm. Their secondary is torched. Mm-hmm. There's at Seahawks. This will be an interesting one. Um Fields is alright, right?
1: right? I think. Yeah. Well actually they say he had ankle injury, but I don't I haven't actually checked to see if he was practicing or not. Okay. Um so with that being said, our backup would be Nick Foles at this point, because I don't think uh, Andy has cleared
0: COVID protocol yet. This is a weird game. This is a really weird game. Uh-huh. I think I'm going to go Bears. Okay. I was... I that... See,
1: I wish I knew. I'm going to have to find out really quick if Justin Fields because like, if it's going to be either Foles or Dalton, there's just no way yeah. they win.
0: win. I'm going to put that qualifier on it. I'm going to go Bears only if it's Fields. Who starts the game? Okay, I'll do
1: the same exact thing. Just yeah. so everyone's clear, those yeah. those can change to Seahawks. If, if he doesn't
0: start the game, then I'm fully on the other side. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Chiefs at or Steelers at Chiefs. Chiefs are very very hot right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go Chiefs. Yeah, me too. I feel like Mahomes is gonna torch this defense. I hope so. Uh, Broncos at Raiders. Battle of the seven and seven
1: teams and divisional rivals. Mm. In the Death Star.
0: Yeah. Broncos have been playing decent. Yeah. Javante Williams can go in. I'm gonna go Raiders. Keep it alive. Keep the playoff hopes alive at home. I'm gonna go. Although Broncos. I feel like they lose this. Yeah, I feel like they could probably lose this game. I feel like uh
1: Derek Carr has a couple of horrendous picks. I just feel like that's kinda yeah. just what's gonna happen. Uh Washington at Dallas. I'm gonna go Dallas. I'm also gonna go Dallas. I think that they're playing pretty well right now. And then the last game, Dolphins at Saints. Again. Seven and seven teams. Dolphins.
0: Yeah. Ooh, wait. No, no, no. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take New Orleans here, and I'm going to take Washington in the last game over to Dallas. Okay. Because Washington's bringing their benches to Dallas. Like, Dallas brought their benches to Washington. Oh. So that's, that was for COVID, know. right? I have no it's idea. Probably. Yeah, I assume. So they're just going to split them. For sure. Um... Bench gate. <laughs>
1: I don't know if I want to go Dolphins or Saints. The Saints will beat the Bucks,
0: but not very... Convincingly, what's Yeah, yeah. i will probably go... Mm, that defense is just crazy for the Saints. Mm, I'm going to back the defense. I'll go Dolphins. I like
1: it. All right. So that concludes our picks. I'm just marking to see where Jack and I kind of disagree um, so far this week, which actually is a lot more than usual weeks. Um, and then just to mention... Wow, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This could be a week where someone really pulls
0: ahead. This is the make or break one.
1: Yeah. Um. Just to mention, Jack and I are officially tied again. You went nine for sixteen this past week, and I went eleven for sixteen. All right, man. So we're tied at one hundred thirty-three and a half out of two hundred eight. So not not too shabby. Not
0: too shabby. Almost seventy-five percent. Yeah, almost. We're getting close. Should we? Uh, before we do a little preview of the Christmas slate, should we? end up the holiday talk or i mean wrap up the holiday talk yeah and absolutely
1: in. so let's let's jump into so i'm gonna ask you because i know that you your family has traveled a lot during the holidays in the past um do you prefer being home in vegas or do you prefer being on vacation or away just in general for the holidays aka christmas
0: i think it truly depends on like what it is i'm going to be doing but i would say as as overall like i i would prefer being home in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I uh kind of a homebody in that sense, so I do love it. But in the past I've definitely had fun being away from home. Yeah. I would just say now that I'm older, maybe I appreciate being home a little bit more, you know what I mean? I completely understand that. So yeah. I would I would say staying home overall. What about you?
1: That that's the same for me. My parents are always like I'm a I would say I'm a homebody just in terms of especially holidays. Like I like being mm-hmm. in my my house is more comfortable here. Yeah, I like being comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sleeping in my own bed is, is unmatched. Exactly. And then you got all the decorations up and everything. And yeah. my parents are always saying we should go somewhere for Christmas. And it's just like, it's just so different. Because we, this one year, I think it was 2013, we happened to be in New Zealand, mm. which is like not a bad place to spend Christmas, obviously. But like, no decorations, yeah. no, like, you know, like it was just like, it didn't feel like Christmas. And I, I guess I just like that feeling of, Yeah. Actual Christmas. Most definitely. I'm glad we both agree there. Yeah. Um, And then just to uh, kind of segue off that. So what kind of traditions did your family have for the holidays, if any? Mm,
0: I would say the handful of consistence for around Christmas is uh, Christmas Eve. It's typically just uh, my parents and my brother and I, and we get Chinese food. Okay. Uh, So we do that almost every year. Mm-hmm. I, I I think almost every year, I, I could be wrong and we could have not done it, but it's it it seems like every year. So we do that and do you we, have a specific spot you order from? Honestly, whatever's near. Yeah. Gotcha. But but we do we don't do like a not like commercial, not like Panda Express okay. or something like that, you know. Like a uh-huh. a mom and pop Chinese food or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Um so we we love doing that. That's great. Typically just stay in on New Year's Eve, watch a Christmas movie, uh put my dogs in Santa suits, like make cookies, Uh, typical stuff. Mm -hmm. What about you? What do you do for Christmas Eve? So Christmas Eve usually, it used to be kind of different, but usually what we do is we go to my
1: mom's mom's house, my grandma's house. Um, Usually when we were younger, Santa, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. would drop a bag at the front door from the elves. There'd be a message and we all get like a small little gift from my grandparents. Um, Other than that, I mean, we do the whole matching PJs thing every single year different pjs but that's i think a lot of people
0: do that um we don't wear matching pjs but i do wear a very obnoxious christmas onesie to just totally ruin all the photos uh is the the one that you wore to the dc
1: or is it do you get a new one every year the dc trip that we went on senior year of no, no 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 that
0: that one's the uh the blue onesie no oh, okay okay uh it's a uh, it's just red red and green gotcha all the way um so we do that
1: uh and then in the morning, so Christmas morning, we open our gifts and whatever. Uh but my dad every single year makes hot chocolate which he's very good at and then we also eat the same breakfast every single year which is is this Christmas morning? Mm-hmm, okay. which okay. is just uh cinnamon toast. So basically yep. you get the toast and you put some cinnamon sugar on top of it. Amazing. And that's pretty it or pretty much it. And then other than that, I mean, do you just, I just do go, you open
0: presents Christmas Christmas morning and then just chill the rest of the day?
1: Yeah. Usually what we do is uh We kind of, my mom likes to see everyone open each gift. So we, it takes a while, even though I only have um, two other siblings and then my parents, of course, but we're going to, we go like youngest to oldest. Do you go one one, at a time or just, yeah. Yeah. One at a time. So it does take um, a little bit. Also, a tradition I just thought of that I completely forgot that my dad had when he was a kid that he tried to implement with us was so he can get his sleep and my mom can get his sleep or her sleep. We weren't allowed to get out of our rooms when we were younger until the streetlights turned off, which could have been like 9 a.m. Yeah. So you, there was years where it was very frustrating, and they actually would just wake up and come get us, but that, that was a rough rule. <laughs> very, That's very actually rough. a pretty good one.
0: It's, it's. I like that one.
1: Well, for them, I mean, yeah. staying up all night and setting up like the Santa stuff, yeah. like,
0: you got to imagine it's 100%. pretty tiring. I'm trying to think. I, on, on Christmas Day, for the most part, it, it's pretty much, when we're in Vegas, at least, it's uh, wake up, open Christmas, have coffee. I mean, open presents, have coffee. <laughs> open open Christmas, Christmas, yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> uh, open presents, have coffee. And then pretty much every year, my brother and I immediately go outside and throw the football in the cul okay. sack. sac uh, Great feeling on Christmas morning. Oh, yeah. So we do that. Scout. Yeah. And almost every year, my dad will give us a football. I don't know if he forgets. Or, oh, really? That's, so that's awesome, just, so that's just a standard gift but you got a bend in the back exactly so we'll throw a football and then on christmas day my f- extended family tends to come over and we have dinner which is why i'm kind of dreading it for the cardinals game yeah i once again don't want to be rude i might be rude on christmas day <laughs> uh, it's tough dude because yeah. usually we
1: i mean because you're in a rush because you're trying to open your presents and then put everything away yeah. and then clean up for the guests because usually we have yeah. a dinner here as well which we aren't this year um so we're just chilling this year, but yeah but uh it, like i don't know you just you're gonna be a stress ball on saturday mm-hmm.
0: unfortunately i'm actually not looking forward to it really at all do you have any little cousins uh no it's actually it's my grandpa my aunt and uncle and then my grandma that's pretty much it on okay. christmas day i was gonna uh,
1: say i hope no little kids kind of push you in the wrong direction nah,
0: we don't really do i actually don't really have that many cousins quite honestly okay. in terms of younger cousins uh-huh. i have more I have more cousins that are like my dad's age than I have cousins, like young cousins. You know what I mean? I
1: have a very similar layout in my family because my dad is the youngest in his family and mm-hmm. his sisters and brothers have a ton of kids. Yeah. So like I'm closer in age to th- my cousin's children than I am to them. So yeah. it's, it's super weird.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um. But no, it's typically just my immediate family and then just, Grandpa, Grandma, Aunt, and Uncle, and that's pretty much it. And then my cousin Gabrielle, who's a she's thirty, okay. she's a couple years older. But that's pretty much it. I'm trying to think. Oh, I was actually going to say, uh, we used to spend a couple Christmases up in Utah. So Christmas Day is a great day for skiing. Oh, uh, really?
1: oh, no one's out there. No right? one's
0: out there. The snow tends to be very fresh, very fun. That's mm-hmm. a great, uh, great way to spend Christmas. After you open presents and go for, you know, 11 a.m. to like 3 p.m., four hours very fun yeah that's not a
1: good little tradition
0: yeah exactly
1: and then last thing just a segue again so from your traditions and just christmas in general do you have a particular memory or christmas that you find the most memorable to you that you think of basically every time the holiday season comes around
0: Hmm. it's actually a really good one can i can i deflect to you i think you can
1: the one that I have in my mind, I'd, I'm trying to remember if it was 2005 or 2006. The only reason I know the year is because we have a really comical home video of mm-hmm. the events. Um, but we got a, I'm not really even sure how to, like what you call it, but it was like a red drivable toy GMC truck. Like one of those yeah. ones you can drive as a kid. Yeah. And so all of us piled in it. We're like having the radio going, like yeah. driving around the backyard. And then our dog Kona kept cutting in front of us. So we were like crashing hey. into the wall. It's just like, I remember that so specifically that Christmas just like coming down the stairs and just seeing that like the red, red truck right there. And we're all so pumped about it. We didn't even go check our stockings or anything. So that was probably my most
0: memorable Christmas, actually, which is weird because it was 16 years ago at this Mm -hmm. point. That's an interesting one. Actually, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think. I have a similar one, but I actually don't remember it. When I was young, we have a home video of my brother and I getting, uh, like a Harley Davidson little toy bike. Yeah. And we like drive, we reverse it out of the box and then like park it back in the box after we drive it around. That's so funny. But I don't remember that at all. Quite honestly, I'm trying to think I can't even really decide on a specific year. I have a couple that are pretty funny looking back on, I would say one, I think it might've been 2007 or 2006. Uh, I got a first-round pick, Matt Leinart's jersey, and I was very, very happy. I have a bunch of pictures flaunting my jersey and <laughs> my new hat, thinking that uh, you had it. Thinking that the Cardinals had everything figured out. So that was a good one to think back on and laugh at. Mm-hmm. Skiing a couple times was really fun. I can't really pick one out in particular. I want to say. That the year when we were young and it snowed. Okay, so that was what was it? it was it 2008? snowy on Christmas?
1: I feel like it was starting to leave at that point,
0: but it, there was still snow. I think out, there was right? a
1: bit of snow still because it snowed very hard. Yeah, that was like I think it snowed that year on like the seventeenth or something. It's so like a week before Christmas.
0: Yeah, and then yeah, it because yeah. I do have a memory of on a Christmas day being young, or maybe it might have been like Christmas Eve or whatever it was, playing. Football in the cul-de-sac with all my neighbors and my brother, and we were pretty young, and we had all of our jackets on and everything, and we were playing just full-scale tackle football because you didn't feel yeah. anything. You exactly, know I mean? Yeah. So you would just go up for a ball and just get slammed into the ground, and be awesome.
1: And the kids are so resilient. Yeah. So they exactly. care About
0: any of that. So that's a tough one though. I got to really think about that. It's a pretty tough question. I feel like I can't.
1: No, it's it's definitely tough because yeah. like even like looking back because there's I mean we've had 21 Christmases mm. um, probably like. I don't know, 15 that you could remember off the top of your head, maybe. And even then, like, it's hard to kind of differentiate uh, That's the what's word I was coming from, from what. Yeah, I can't
0: differentiate the years. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember. It's quite. hard to
1: kind of specify that. The only reason I remembered mine is, like I said, we, we watch that home video probably twice a year. Just mm. because, like, Hannah and I get into a fight midway. She pinches me because I spoke too loud or something. Like, it's just, we always Typical go stuff. back to that. Yeah, exactly. Typical sibling stuff.
0: I, I um, actually do have one. Uh, 2010 it might have been, I think just cuz i want to say it was that was one of the years we were up in utah okay and i got a a police lego set on christmas and i remember immediately opening it and starting setting it up and i still have it done up in utah like just sitting there with all my police station and cars and everything that was a that was a great christmas for for the pure uh, nostalgia of Legos, absolutely. Well, you know and what I mean, it must have been monumental if it's still sitting up there. It, it still is. Yeah. It's perfectly done too. Nothing has been, you know, no altercations. through the years. Yeah, still standing strong. See, I didn't,
1: yeah. I didn't have any patience for Legos.
0: Really? My, I would get
1: them, and I really liked them, but then my dad would end up doing it for yeah. me, and then I get to look at it and be, like, "Oh, this is so
0: cool! Yeah. Look what I did." <laughs> my dad would help me, and my dad's personality would typically be like, "All right, I'm gonna take control." I feel like that's yeah. kind of tough not to do
1: with the kid. Like if yeah. they're just like
0: trying to put the pieces together and they can't do it. You're like, all right, give me yeah. that real quick. Exactly. That, that's so funny. But that would be, uh, I need to start getting a better better memory. That's, that's all I got to say. <laughs> no, it's no worries. But speaking of Christmas,
1: like we've been talking about all day, obviously NBA games on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to touch on the slate of games that is coming up on that day, which I don't know how that's all going to work because like we've previously mentioned, COVID mm-hmm. has just been ravaging the NBA.
0: Bunch of players out. Um. So let's see. So bunch of good matchups though. Let's should we do like a Christmas always has good matchups. Yeah. Should we kind of just do what we've been doing for the NFL? Just list all five, talk about it, make a prediction. Absolutely. all yeah. right I can actually write it down just yeah. so we have it. Let's start with the uh, the rematch of the first round of the playoffs. This one's going to be the Atlanta Hawks in MSG playing the Knicks. It's a bummer because I believe Trey Young is on the COVID list right now, and and he is the MSG villain. So that would be very fun to watch. I hope he gets off in time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if he's not playing, I would have to go Knicks. But I think RJ Barrett is also on the COVID list. So and he's been playing pretty good this year, actually. He has been playing well. Yeah. So I want to say it's a little bit of a, a double-edged sword in that on that front, at least. But these are two teams that have underwhelmed this year. Uh, they're both sitting outside of the play-in, 11 and 12 seed, respectively. So much ball to go, all separated by like... I mean, they could... If they get three games uh, like netted over the their opponents, they would be in the five seed. So yeah. it's really or six seed. It's really not the the end of the world, but interesting to say the least.
1: Yeah, I'd have to kind of second what you said about Trey Young. I think obviously Trey Young's impact is greater than RJ Barrett's is for the um, yeah, Knicks. Of. But um, so I'd have to say the Hawks if he's playing. But if not, I'll go with the Knicks.
0: Actually, I don't know because the Hawks will be at home too. In, interesting, no, it's it's in MSG. Oh, okay, the yeah. way oh okay, never mind. Yeah. the way I'm reading it says
1: Knicks versus Hawks. So I just assumed.
0: But the interesting thing is, uh, the Knicks are six and ten, six and ten at home, and eight and seven on the road this year. Mm. And the the Hawks are sub five hundred on the road. They're six and eight, and then eight and seven at home. So two teams playing in their weaknesses, which is kind of weird in terms yeah. of like home and away. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Knicks have struggled lately. They're, uh, I think they're, one. I've only won like two of their last six. Mm-hmm. They uh, kind of got messed up by the Pacers, who have had a pretty off season. So that was not a good sign. Yeah, I mean, to put it in
1: perspective, Demontis Sabonis has said that he does not want to be there any longer. Mm-hmm. It just kind of goes to
0: show you how bad the Pacers have been. The, the Pacers are, yeah, they're kind of a dumpster fire, which is unfortunate because Carlisle's there now, and it seems like they might be able to to get the the ship together. Yeah, exactly. But. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Knicks on that one. I don't really know uh, if I, if I got much more to to dive in. I think Trey Young is is obviously the the engine.
1: I'll put Knicks with an asterisk, so we remember that if yeah. we said you know. Okay, so moving right along, Bucks Celtics at two thirty.
0: That's gonna be an interesting one. Once again, the Celtics underwhelm underwhelming this year, but I think to some people's expectation, uh, I don't know. If, I mean, the Celtics have kind of been a a weird team these past couple of years, you know what I mean? And, and it seems like they're going to have a pretty big decision to make with the Tatum and Jalen Brown, not to get too big picture on this.
1: No, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I feel like, I mean, they've also been a team almost similar to the Lakers that have kind of disappointed this year, that were expected to do big things and just haven't been able to close games when they need to. Mm-hmm. And people were – At the beginning of the season, I think it was on Jason Tatum because he had a very slow start to the season. But now, I mean, they have everyone back for the most part, right? And they're still struggling. So it's kind of a weird dynamic there. Also, I mean... They do have a new head coach, so mm-hmm. that could be part of it exactly. as well.
0: There's, there's a bunch of, of mix-up in the – Right. Uh, it's it's just going to take hard. some
1: time. I mean, we're
0: – They also did just lose to the Sixers where the Embiid had 41. Right. I mean, yeah. like you're saying, they're losing some of these close games. I mean, they lost to the Warriors by four, who are, are likely the best really? team in the NBA. Yeah, exactly. um, and they lost to the Clippers by three. They lose to the Jazz in a, in a very high-scoring game by seven. I mean, it, it's – Realistically, it's a maturity issue. You know what I mean. Hundred percent. So, for that reason, I'm going to go Bucks. Uh, I know Giannis is on the, the COVID list, so I hope if if he's back, I'm very confident in them. Um, but either way, I'm still going to take the Bucks. I'm also going to go Bucks. Um, I'm excited for this game though.
1: That'll be a good one. It's going to be interesting. Do you know? Um, this is like kind of unrelated. Do you know if they have Christmas Day jerseys? That's a good question. I actually don't. Because don't they break I haven't, break seen, them any, out? I haven't yeah. seen any pictures of them. Usually you get some leaks before yeah. you kind of see, but.
0: I haven't seen any pictures Probably of them. Usually, maybe not. Um, the next one's the best game of the. Suns uh, Suns Warriors. Yeah, that's the best game. The rematch. I'm very, very glad this game's not the five o'clock one during the Cardinals game. Mm. Uh, I can't wait to watch this game. Yeah, I really, really wish Clay was playing. I really do too. Because they were talking about
1: that Christmas Day, yeah. kind of bringing back, but it's smart. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna get them back in January. Yeah. So and they're, I mean, play, they're playing so well. Why, yeah. Why yeah, would you don't force this? Yeah. Hand. Why would you yeah. mess 100%. with it? Hundred percent. That that's gonna be a really really fun game. Um, do you know about the COVID? I mean, I think the Suns are pretty much safe from COVID right now, right? I want to say. I want to because they. Destroyed the Lakers the other day, and I'm pretty sure they're at full force.
0: Yeah, and and it's uh for the Warriors, it's Andrew Wiggins and uh, uh, who else is on the COVID list? Andrew Wiggins, is it Looney? Come on, Looney. I think it might be Looney. Yeah, I don't. Don't quote me on that, but yeah, it's it's two, two players, two starters for the Warriors are on the COVID list. I'm gonna go with the Suns, anyways. Uh, Suns are very complete, and I think especially it's uh, Wiggins and. Hold on, I'm finding it right now. Uh, Jordan Poole.
1: Oh, okay. Boom. Wiggins and
0: Jordan Poole. So
1: who's been big for them this year? Exactly.
0: I'm going to go with the Suns. I think the Suns are are a more complete team without Clay, anyways. And I would say with uh, no Wiggins, no Pool, I, I I think the Suns will probably handle this one pretty comfortably. I'm also going to Suns. I just think they look. I mean, they've been looking so good this season. Yeah. Like
1: they deserved. People thought it was a fluke that they went to the finals last year and they were just proving that uh, it very obviously wasn't. And then you're getting obviously big output from players like Ayton, who's, again, mm-hmm.
0: proving himself he's um, further developing and just, mm-hmm. you know, he's looking really, really good. So uh, I'm, This is, once again, kind of a big-picture comment. When you say the that it wasn't a fluke, I will say I'm a pretty strong believer that 80, 75% of LeBron and AD beats the Suns. Oh, dude. I think they had no answer for AD.
1: Yeah, it it was very, very unfortunate that both of them were kind of dealing with nagging injuries. And then AD obviously had to get taken out of the um, series completely. And then who do you have, like Montrezl Harrell? Yeah. Um, So unfortunate, but I mean, they also... Did not no answer for AD. They actually, I mean, you you say it, and I I do think they deserve to be there. I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. But I feel like every single series they played, someone was out. Like,
0: well, the it was the Jamal Murray. It Jamal was Murray was out. That, for that was minutes. that was pre-existing. That wasn't right. during the series. Right. So, um, but yeah, then it was Lakers with no AD mid-series, and then who did they play to get in? Uh, the Clippers. The Clippers, okay. No Kawhi. The Clippers gave them a really. I mean, the Clippers gave them everything they could handle. Mm-hmm. Uh. So just they, yeah. they did have I mean, some lucky breaks. It, it was a. Uh, but that's the NBA. One hundred percent. You can't
1: exactly. I mean, you can't
0: look Dave, at these yeah. little
1: inconsistencies and be like, oh, well, if this guy was there, he wasn't. Exactly. So I just, just will
0: say that you, you made me think. I think uh, even though the Lakers have not played well at all this year, and they're very concerning, Anthony Davis was kind of unstoppable when they're in that series. Mm-hmm. I think it was it game three. The Lakers won by like 20.
1: Dude, yeah. That, or, I think they had a couple.
0: Game think, two, maybe. Yeah, it was something like yeah. that.
1: Because well, they were up three or 2-1, right? 2-1. And they should have won game four.
0: Game I mean, four was when AD came out, right?
1: Yeah, and they ended up losing right at the end. So it could have been a different series. Yep. Who knows? But can't focus on that. But I got Suns. I got Suns. And I sons. think
0: Suns and the uh, Warriors are the two best teams in the NBA. And I think Brooklyn's probably the third best team.
1: Yeah, I was going to say most definitely two best teams in the West. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, and like you just mentioned, Brooklyn, they're playing the Lakers at the very next game. Uh, I got
0: the Nets winning this one. Uh, It'll be weird because the, the Nets have a lot of players out on COVID, right? Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I, I'm gonna take the Lakers. Okay. Interesting. No AD. No AD. But let me look this up really the quick. The Nets have a ton of players out. Lamarcus Aldridge.
1: Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Bramby, Br- Bembry. Bruce Brown, Javon Carden. KD, Kyrie, James Harden, James Johnson, Paul Millsap. But there's just no way they don't let KD play on the Chris Stegen, right? You'd
0: think. There's just no way. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the Lakers. Okay. And. I'm trying to find this desperately. LeBron is ten and five on Christmas Day. Do you know what game I think of Christmas Day with LeBron? Lakers one,
1: 2016, Cavs against the Warriors, and Kyrie hit the game winner. Oh, that was the a fa- That was a fantastic a game. game. That was a fantastic a game.
0: Might be like those are the T-shirt jerseys, right? Yeah, they were. They were the ones with like the cursive yeah. lettering. Yeah. yeah, it's a fantastic game. That was probably. I mean, that's the best. Like. Christmas Day game, I can remember in a very very long time. That actually, I, I vividly remember watching that in my room. Mm-hmm. That was a morning one, wasn't it? I think it was. To be honest, it was either morning or like early afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Some, something like that. Uh, yeah, I think LeBron's averaging like twenty six, eight, and seven in, on, on Christmas Day. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with a big one from LeBron and Lakers one. And LeBron has been playing well mm. as of late.
1: Um, you know, I. I mean, obviously, it depends on if the Nets are going to have, like, KD, Harden, and potentially even Kyrie because he can play in away games now. Yeah, but he tested positive. Also very true, and he's not back, so that's not going to happen. Never mind. So those two, at least. Um, I'm going to say Nets, just because I think, I mean, without AD, there's not a lot of defense on that Laker team. Totally good. Um, And obviously, you need defense to stop. Two of the most prolific scorers in NBA history, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm just giving the edge to the Nets. However, I would like to see the Lakers win. Yep, and then the last
0: game, Jazz v Mavericks. I'm gonna go Jazz, and I think uh out. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think Luca is out. And this, he as just of this got morning. announced. Yeah, yeah as exactly. of this morning. So
1: I'll go Jazz too. They've been very impressive all season. Mm-hmm. Can't take it away from them.
0: Yeah, and uh, let's. I'm glad we did this little uh, this preview because we've been talking about it. How uh, We're excited to shift to a little bit more heavy NBA content. It'll kind of be a little. It'll be natural uh, as the NFL season is wrapping up. We have less games to analyze. Teams are kind of just written off, uh, and then we can kind of transition. But I know our plans are next week. We'll really dive into the Christmas Day games, and we'll uh, we'll have a little bit more of an NBA centric uh, discussion. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, we just didn't want to feel as if we were neglecting basketball because we are huge basketball fans, and I mean we played it for most of our lives, so. I'm but just,
0: we. Can't do no, this. go ahead. Uh, no. I was just gonna say, but the NBA season truly does not matter until after Christmas.
1: Very true. Well, really, until after the All Star yeah. break, because that's yeah. what everyone says. Like yeah. after the All Star break, let's see if they can make a push. So it should be interesting. Um, we might bring some trade deadline talk because that's going to be coming up here pretty soon. So. I'm gonna be
0: cooking up the trade de- the the trade machine.
1: And yeah, there's been some rumors about that already on a multitude of teams. So the Simmons talk machine. has opened up. It has. This, this has started to speed up. Up.
0: Uh let me let me leave you with this before we wrap up. Is Ben Simmons traded this year? Before the before the end of the deadline? I think so. You think so? I think someone will be pressured enough to do it and will really want to make
1: that push for the either the playoffs or think if they think they can make it to the finals, I think they make that push because although he struggled a ton offensively. It's not like he isn't one
0: of the best top five defenders in the league. Mm-hmm. And he's like a great facilitator. He, he might be the best perimeter defender in the league. Yeah, exactly. Aside so, from the uh, the other guy the Sixers have. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ma- Matisse Theibel. Matisse Theibel. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I think he could be a very, very valuable
1: piece to a contender. Um, it just, I guess, it's the asking price. Daryl
0: Morey's pretty specific on that. Let me... One more question on top of that. Does... Is, does Ben Simmons need a contender or does he need his own team? I don't think he needs his own team.
1: I don't think he could control his own team. I don't okay. think he could take a team to the finals. or
0: die. Not even to take to try to lead a team to, to win, to just blossom as a player.
1: Because
0: um, I, I kind of understand the take as in he needs to control his own team where he's almost relied upon to be the scoring answer because it would probably develop his game.
1: But also, he seems like the type of player that that pressure might get to his head, in my opinion. That'd be a big issue. Yeah, because, I mean, if he's getting so upset about fans being upset about his performance in the playoffs this past year, I think it could be an issue. If he was on his own team and then watching those performances maybe on a nightly basis until it starts to finally click for him, Mm -hmm. that could really get in his head and hurt his confidence.
0: All right, last question before we wrap it. Any player besides Ben Simmons, who we just talked about, Keep your eye on before the trade deadline. Give me two if you got any. I got um, I got one big one in my head that we've talked about, and then I, I got a couple that I'm thinking. I'd say maybe De'Aaron Fox. I was I I think Buddy Hield instead. Okay, I was I, I was gonna say either or. Yeah,
1: those guys could both be on the move, or one of mm-hmm. those two guys could be on the move, and then. Um, let me think. I mean, I don't think it'll happen, but I think a guy to watch just because of all the talk about is Russ. Interesting. Like I, I truly don't think that'd be in the best interest it. for the Lakers, and I don't think it'll happen. But I think like it's very interesting that talk has
0: been going on about it at all. Yeah. So just something to keep in mind. That's an interesting one. Yeah. My thought was uh, Siakam. He okay. did just. I think he has. He got uh, ankle surgery though, so that might complicate it a right. little bit. And uh, you did mention oh, Sabonis. Sabonis. Right? I, I was thinking Sabonis, Miles Turner. Uh, why am I spacing his name, the guard? Um, oh, Karis Levert? Karis Levert yeah. or Brogdon. So I mean, this, Brogdon's not on the team. Uh, no. He's on the. Isn't he on the Bucks? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, no, no, no. He's not on the Bucks. He was. He's on the. Uh... Oh, he's on the Pacers. Yep, exactly. Right. Brogdon. So I, I was right my, my first time. So those, those are the four names I would watch just because the Pacers have considerably been under underperforming, as you said. But,
1: yeah, I mean, and there has been talk I've seen about them too, just rebuild mode. Yeah. If they start to. I'd be interested in the Lakers for Miles Turner, if they could get him for a good asking price.
0: You know, what? I actually was just going to say uh, be prepared for some trade machine talk next week with the Lakers. Mm hmm. For I, sure. I think I got a couple ideas. They yeah. they truly need a defensive wing or, or something. To yeah. Rim protect or something. Uh, yes. Yeah, some, someone to play defense. Yeah, something. Yeah. But great episode it was fun it's gonna be uh well christmas in three days so merry yep. christmas to merry everybody christmas, happy, happy holidays, holidays and we'll uh, we'll be back next week yes sir right before the new year's new year's bowls That's very true so we do got something else to talk about Yep. so very big bowl games going on there we go go cards hopefully we don't get embarrassed on uh, <laughs> christmas night peace